Hello. Zach Evergreen here, welcome you to the Knife Party, where we leave it all on the cutting room floor. And today, I have my first guest, but first, the plugs, uh, podbean.knifepartypod.com. Or, if you want to subscribe to our Patreon, patreon.com slash knifepartypod. And if you want to send me an angry letter because of my toxic masculinity, you can go ahead and send that to knifepartypod at Yahoo, because I keep it old school. And with not any further ado, here we are. Antonius, welcome to the show. Hey, thank you. Happy to be here. Wait, hold on. One more time. Antonius, welcome to the show. <laughs> hey, happy to be here. What's up, Zach? Oh, not much. So uh, I, I had to wait for you on this one, man. You did, yeah. This is your favorite movie. It is. This 100%. is 100%. This is my favorite movie. <laughs> it's our favorite, favorite movie. <laughs> so if you don't know, we used to uh, work together at a, a certain music store. And uh, one day, um, th- there was a DVD player in the break room. And I put in Predator, and then he, you were walking back to go get something from the warehouse, and then you stop, and you do a about face, and you go, are you watching Predator? And I go, yeah, is there a problem? And you go, no, it's the best movie ever made, and you just walk by. And I was like, didn't really have a read on you yet, so I didn't know if you were being sarcastic or... Because I do that a lot, actually. Yes, you, you, you are a cynical dick, like <laughs> more often than not. So um, this movie is fantastic. It jettisoned a lot of careers. Uh, some fun facts about this movie we'll get into in a second. But um, what uh, what makes you like this movie so much? Uh, I mean, overall, just the flow of the movie, the character creation for it was amazing. Uh, I mean, it's everything in your like classic 80s action movie, mm. you know, um, and it's just it has everything I've ever wanted. Because it does have like a stent in the beginning where you don't, if you've never seen this movie before, you think you're watching an action movie till like mid-second uh, uh, second act. You know, because you, you have them ascend from the chopper and then, you know, they, they get the hostages and there's like a fucking shootout that goes for like seven, eight minutes and it, or even probably longer. And apparently uh, that whole scene was directed by um, not the main director, who we'll get into in a second, mm-hmm. but the secondary director who worked on Lethal Weapon, I believe. I think that's correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah it sounds about right, right? So yeah, and then let's talk about the effects. Are, is there any other 80s movie that has these believable effects? I mean, honestly. Not not really, no. It's one of those that kind of set a benchmark for oh, yeah. everybody to live up to, for sure. I mean, that Predator mask, when you see his face, um, and, and just in general, like that, the whole costume itself, you could tell that why this movie was canceled and then picked back up. But we'll talk about this. Yeah. But it was, it was one of those things like you don't actually see him. No, for you like don't. ever. It's like three quarters of the movie, there's absolutely nothing. And I just realized this by doing the show because I haven't, I never realized this because it's always in your mind, you know. But um, when I started doing the show, I, I noticed that Alien. Terminator, mm-hmm. Predator, which are three of my favorite movies. Mm-hmm. You barely see the monster. Jaws as well. You don't see the monster at all in any of these movies, right? Not for quite a while. Like Terminator, really count how much on-screen time he has. It's about 13 minutes. And then at the end, he's all a skeleton. Yeah. So you, it's But not it's a- with Terminator, though, it's... You're like, okay, you're told he's like a machine and everything, but it's a man the whole time until like the very end of the movie when you see him, like the skeleton shine through and you're like, oh, okay, he is actually a robot. Like, okay. And then, yeah, because you don't know if Reese is crazy or not. But I mean, of course, like I was old enough or or young enough where I saw number two before number one. Oh, no, that's not true. I just, (laughs) no, because I was thinking, I was like, okay, no, wait a minute. That's that's a bold faced lie. 
Um, but uh, Terminator, you see Arnold, and he has six lines. Six. Yeah. That's it. Mm-hmm. Um, now, you see a lot more of him in this movie, but uh, Predator, I mean, when he's invisible, yeah, you do see him on tape. But even then, it's just he kills somebody, he grabs him, and then runs off. Or... But he's always in the camouflage. Yes. And uh, he's in more scenes than you realize, actually, too. There's some scenes where he's they just do that effect, mm-hmm. you know, and then and you don't see him. And it's kind of cool at the end because they do the same thing with Arnold, like when he's hidden in the mud. Yeah. And the Predator is looking. You actually, if you look really carefully, you, you can, can see, see where Arnold. he is. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Sorry, I'm surrounded next to a giant, so like my, I'm a little shaky, I'm a little nervous. <laughs> Plus, my blood sugar is spiking because my lunch sucks, so I just ate tons of Cliff Bars. All right, well, uh, let's get into this. Uh, first, let's play the trailer, shall we? Okay. All right, here we go. It's a little quiet, so I'll bump it up as it goes. There we go. Your rescue team, not assassins. Now, what do we gotta do? In a part of the world where there are no rules. We pick up their trailer, the chopper, run them down, grab those hostages before anybody knows we were there. What do you mean we? Deep in the jungle, where nothing that lives is safe. You lose it here. You're in a world of hurt. Showtime, kid. Knock, knock. An elite rescue squad. You're bleeding, man. I ain't got time to bleed. <laughs> is being led by the ultimate warrior. We need the best. That's why you're here. But now. What's got Billy so spooked? There's something out there waiting for us. And it ain't no man. They're up against the ultimate enemy. Holy mother of God. Nothing like it has ever been on Earth before. She says the jungle just came alive and took him. We cannot see it. No blood, no bodies. We hit nothing. But it sees the heat of our bodies and the heat of our fear. Whatever it is out there, it killed Hopper. And now it wants us. It kills for pleasure. He will skin the lion. It hunts for sport. He's killing us one at a time. We're all gonna die. But this time, it's picked the wrong man to hunt. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Arnold Schwarzenegger. Predator. The hunt begins Friday, June 12th at theaters everywhere. I just went six to midnight. <laughs> so even that trailer, and sorry for the delay, that trailer is like ripped from Vici. Vici, yes. V- oh, I misspoke. Drink. Drink. Game. Okay. So there's a couple of words you have to call me on. If I say the word basically... More than three times, that, that's a drinking game. Oh, okay. Um, if I say the word celluloid uh, over and over again, that's, that's a drinking game. What about Wiltst? I've never actually got called out on Wiltst. <laughs> anyway, so um, let's begin. This got pandered by the critics. Even though it had a huge box office debut, this only made uh, 81% Rotten Tomatoes, so still certified fresh. But let's compare this with, like, say, Terminator, which got a hundred percent. 
Mm -hmm. 100% down the board. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's compare it with like Alien, which I believe got a 97. I I just reviewed it, but I've been watching so many fucking movies. In the past two weeks, I've watched eight movies and just writing notes to do them. And I haven't put that many out yet because I don't want to blow my load. But if you're on the Patreon for only $1, you can hear them right now. You should probably sign up for that. You should. It's a dollar, dude. It's a dollar. That's $12 yeah. a, a year. That's nothing. That's nothing at all. Oh, and by the way, shout out to all my people overseas. I'm talking about you, France. I'm looking at you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> uh, no, it's awesome. Romania, too. Fucking Romania, dude. Roma- okay. All right. Okay. Some Draculas listen to all us right. out there. Yeah. So uh, what would you, you give this 100%, right? Oh, of course. Yeah. So, so because I'm Zach Evergreen, right? I invented this. It's the fried green tomato meter. This gets 100%. <laughs> Because I would take your score and my score and Debbie it up. So this gets a perfect... This is the first one ever to get a perfect Well, we're score. both giving it 100, so it should have 100. Yeah, and if you don't give it 100%, we can't be friends. I don't mean you. I mean you listening. Uh, you should just rewatch it. If you don't think it's that good, look at... We were just talking about how special edition uh, DVDs and 4K like really ruined the m- uh, movie experience. Like, for yes. Instance, like in Aliens, there's a scene where... You know when the um, alien attacks... The person, uh, God, the in the pipe, five by five. Yeah, okay. girl. Um, and you see it crash down and, and everyone's running. You could tell that's a projector. Oh, 100%. Like 100%, yeah. right? And in uh, Alien, they actually do a very good job because they use paintings. Mm-hmm. So it holds up, but you could still see it. But if you see it on celluloid, <laughs> if you see it on celluloid, um, it looks a lot better. Um, so, yeah. Let's see. All right. So the Tomas brothers wrote this script, and um, I think it was going to be called Manhunter, but there was only a, already a movie called Manhunter. There was, yeah. Yeah, and that was the Science of the Lambs, the, the prequel to mm-hmm. it, And uh, which, by the way, I heard is way better than the original. So I was actually going to cover that. Storyline, it's really good. Effects-wise, eh. eh. Yeah. But I heard um, that Manhunter is, like, even though Anthony Hopkins is great, um, I heard that... Uh, you know, he, it's not as, um, God, what's the word for it? Not as over the top. Like, Dr. Lecter is, like, not sinister. He's just clever. Yes. So, I mean, I haven't seen it ever, so I was going to check that out, though. Um, so, uh, Michael McTiernan, 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 M-C-T-I-E-R-N-A-N, uh, was the McTiernan. director. Yeah, there you go. Now, uh, they called him an actor's director, meaning in all the shots, and none of the terrain in this filming of this movie was flat, except for the war scene. Everything's on Correct. in, in yeah. hills and incline. And he was running around like with the, um, the trailers, and he was running around with like the, the camera itself. He was doing a lot of the filming. Mm-hmm. And in fact, you know the scene where Predator gets injured and he operates on himself? Yeah. He fell out of that tree. Oh, okay. Yeah, and That's he, something I didn't actually and he, know. And he put his hand out to try to break his... And he, he broke his wrist. Hmm. So, like, he was in the shit, man. And I really dig that. That makes this movie good instead of, like, having... Did you ever see Windy City Heat? No. Oh, dude, you gotta see that movie. <laughs> anyway, but um, it's a parody. It's basically a practical joke on one person. Okay. And it's really funny. The guy thinks he's in a movie called Windy City Heat, but he's not. He's in a a, a giant practical joke, but... A Bobcat Colthwait plays the director. Oh, and yeah. All he does is he has his megaphone. Even if, like, you're as far away from me, like, three feet away, he <laughs> uses his megaphone the whole time <laughs> just to be a dick. Um, all right. So let's go through the cast, shall we? Uh, I'm going to say the character's name because this is a little trivia for you. And uh, you got to tell me who plays it. Dutch. Yeah, I can tell you. Well, obviously, Arnold Schwarzenegger. Okay, well, that was an easy yeah, one. Yeah, it is an easy one. Poncho. 
Poncho, I do not remember. Richard Chavez. Richard Chavez. Now, Poncho is one of my favorite characters. Uh, he's like really, he's the littlest out of all of them, but he's probably, well, there's black, but he's a little out of all of them, but he's very intense and very smart. And out of everyone, you would almost think that he'd be like the lieutenant, even though he's not. Uh, Hawkins. Hawkins was actually Shane Black. Boom, Shane Black yeah. it is, who, who was also was the, co-director. He was, yes. Because they uh, they did this this thing where they just dumped him out there and he goes, okay, well, just, you know, uh, t- tinker with the script as it goes, you know? And, mm-hmm. and he's like, what? Because he, and then he, they're like, well, you, you get an acting part in it, so you get two paychecks. And he goes, cha-ching. <laughs> um, he also produced the uh, recent modern remake of uh, The Predator. It was yeah. called The Predator. Right. Well, he had more to do with that one than the original. Yeah, because um, he only did a part. And then we, like I mentioned before, there was a, a director just for the action scene. Um, and I don't have his name written down. I apologize for that. Uh, then we have Billy. Billy, oh god, it's uh, he's only in Sunny. The, um, yeah, I forget his last. I'll name. I'll give that to you, dude. Yeah. Uh, Sunday Lindham. There we go. And uh, he was such an asshole on set. And whenever like Arnold and Jesse, because Arnold and Jesse had his whole penis showing contest the whole time during this movie. <laughs> no, that no, really the making of this movie. Uh, the documentary is called "If It Bleeds." Definitely recommend you check it out. It's only about an hour long, and it goes by in a blink. And it's such a cool because they all of it. It's not just a documentary about the film. It's all footage from the filming of it. Okay, there's not one time, and then it just shows like an interview. And the interviews are usually there on set. It's not like 20 years later. Okay, so it, it is really cool, and you just see Arnold and Jesse just chirping back and forth at each other, and it's it's pretty hilarious. Um, I, I'll get into it in a second. Let's go through the cast. Um, so yeah, they had to hire a bodyguard to keep. People safe from Sonny, not the other way oh, around. Oh, wow. Okay. Because Sonny was like, y'all better keep talking over there. I'm going to come over. I'm going to whip one of your asses. Like, he was like <laughs> for real, like scary. Yeah. And that knife of his, uh, yeah, that was real and that was his. That and was, okay. I really not would not be surprised if he's the one that cut himself. But I, I, I know it's an effect, but still. Yeah. It looks, that effect is really cool too. Uh, then we have Blaine. Of course, yeah. Jesse, Jesse Ventura, Ventura, who's a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. <laughs> I'm not going to say Only because of the chew. Yeah, only because <laughs> of the chew. And because he had a giant gun, which, by the way, was its own character. We'll get into Painless later. Mm-hmm. Mac. Oh, I don't remember. Dude, he was only in a few movies. Uh, yeah. Mac is undoubtedly my favorite character in this movie. Okay. It's Bill Duke. Mm. Now... Um, the director loved him in Commando, which he directed with Arnold so right. much that he's like, dude, their chemistry is fantastic. So we got to have. Well, the- it was interesting too because in Commando, he's going after yeah Arnold. Arnold. Yeah, yeah. He goes like, this Green Beret is gonna fuck you up, man. And then Arnold goes, I eat Green Berets for breakfast. <laughs> it's an actual line. Uh, we have Anna, which I not even give you a chance. All right, because her name is Elpida Carlito. So. Uh, and apparently, the character she plays on screen mm-hmm. was like actually how she was. She she played herself, but it was a good thing because um, you know when when they start getting picked off one by one, mm-hmm. and they kind of look at her like with fervorment, like oh shit, she knows what she's talking about. Apparently, Offset, it was like that. Like, oh, okay. yeah. So like she was like uh, um, even though she's the plot device, she's the golden suitcase, like mm-hmm. in Pulp Fiction. You know, because she's like kind of the wise one, the Gandalf, if you will. But uh, yeah, her part was 
really important. And I, everyone kind of looked up to her. Um, then we have uh, we have Dylan, you son of a bitch. Of course, Carl, Carl Weathers. Weathers. Yeah. And then uh, finally, we have the Predator, who is played by Kevin Peter Hall. Damn right, it's mm-hmm. Kevin Peter Hall. Now he uh, reprises uh, his role in Predator Two, which was 1991 or 1992. I think it was 92, and that takes place in 1997. Now instead of saying Los Angeles and showing it a war zone, they should just put East Oakland, and it would have been <laughs> set in 2018 <laughs> and 2019. <laughs> if you don't know that joke, you weren't there for the BLM rights. They were nasty. Um, not to get political. Uh, the rock locker room leader here was Arnold Schwarzenegger. Mm-hmm. He was constantly having fun, keeping because people were miserable on the filming of this. I mean, you have Puerto Vallarta, which is in Central America, mm-hmm. like it's at the end of Mexico. It was dead heat. It was so hot they had to bring in um these water units, like what you see, like a uh, uh, what you would see in a um fire department. Mm-hmm. You know these giant hoses, and they'd have to spray down all the leaves. And such for two reasons: a, to make it look more like a jungle; b, to clean, uh, to dry it off. But then in the old painless scene where uh, Mac fires off like the whole clip, yeah, there, there was a fire hazard because of how uh, hot that thing yeah, was. Yeah, because yeah. uh, those squibs were real, and they're like uh, these things are smoking, and they had to do that a couple of times. That scene, which was god awful expensive, I'll go into that in a minute. Oh, uh, I bet. Yeah, yeah, it was very expensive. Um, but, uh, yeah, anyway, so they had to spray it all down in and, and Arnold was just walking around like, Hey, how you doing? And like every, he treated everyone from the best boys to the makeup crew to Jesse. Well, he treated him like shit, but to Carl, <laughs> Weather, he treated everyone the same. And, uh, you know, he, he always invited people over to have a stogie and, uh, Carl Weathers was, I'm clean living. I don't smoke. I don't drink. And then by the end of the film, he's like, these stogies are fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> and he goes, and from then on, I was addicted to uh, really expensive cigars. So you could blame that on Arnold. Um, let's see. Joe Silver was the producer. And he did produce a lot of things. Um, now, here goes a fact I bet you didn't know. Do you know where Peter Cullen is? No. Optimus Prime. Okay. You played Skyrim, right? Yes, of course. He plays the main dragon on the top of... Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. And he also is, it's me, a Mario. Ah, I know exactly. Okay, I know. But he also saying. does a... One ugly mother... That's him. And he said he just came off uh, uh, for King Kong. Like okay. A, and uh, his throat was all, you know, jacked up. And, and uh, he had what they call blood throat, which is a real thing some voice actors get, mm-hmm. where your larynx are just so torn... That also, lot, a lot of uh, like uh, heavy metal, metal singers, yeah, 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 like Slayer and Cradle mm-hmm. and like uh, Mayhem and all that shit. They mm-hmm. get it too. Yeah, I've had a, I went to two shows that were canceled because of that. Okay, one of them was Enthroned. Have you ever heard of them? Mm-mm. Late nineties, real black metal band, not like Cradle Filth black metal, like real black <laughs> metal band, and they're really good too. Uh, and then the Slaughter Son, uh, and they had a you know because of throat shit. Hmm. You know, when I take a sip, that's for your turn to talk. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, we did not discuss this sort of thing beforehand. So uh, there's a cool interview on Peter Cullen. You just type in Voice of the Predator, Mm -hmm. and uh, he's at a comic book convention, and uh, he's talking about this, and... uh, because his throat was so messed up, and they wanted him to make a cool noise, and he would he had like crab. Crab has a lot going on in this movie. I'll tell it, you, what. it does. It does. It does. Yeah. Uh, so, and he saw the predator's mask, and he goes, "Well, you know, if a um, 
a sea crab is outside of water for too long and it gets mm-hmm. really hot, they go. Okay. And they blow bubbles to like keep themselves their 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 eyes or whatever hydrated because mm. they don't blink. Okay. So you know they go. And he goes, that's perfect. <laughs> and he goes, thank God too, because I had no voice left. Um, did you know no. this spawned? And I'm not fucking lying. Spawned a musical. It spawned a musical. It spawned a musical. I don't actually believe that. And when you find the page you're looking for, we will all find out. Well, how about this? How about I just play it for you? Oh, okay. It's using the trees, watching and waiting, killing us off one by one. (laughs) The chopper is close, but this thing is too fast. We won't make it. It's pointless to run. Talk. No more games. I don't know what it was. The jungle came alive. I told you. It happened very fast. Not easy to describe. But you must have wounded it. Unless my eyes deceive. When the big man was killed, its blood was on the leaves. If it bleeds, we can kill it. She discovered the key. This is there fantastic. Is proof we can wound it. <laughs> so There's a video that goes along with this and it matches up too. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Was this like a, a US? Yeah, this just some college kids made this. Oh, okay. I've been waiting a week to play you this. <laughs> I didn't know I needed to hear this. It's life changing, isn't it? It really is. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Every line from this is in the movie, which is great. As it should be. Shaven, you don't have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> you will come back, and when it does, I'm gonna have me some fun. If it bleeds, I'm gonna have me some fun. If it bleeds, if it bleeds, we can kill it. We can pull out the wind. We can pull out the wind. Set a trap for the monster. Set a trap for the monster. While we still have our skin. While we still have our skin. If it bleeds, we can kill it. Three men out there. I believe it can fall. When you're feeling down hard, just remember the call. I don't know. Have we had enough, or do you want to hear the end? I'm kind of curious about the end, okay. to be honest with you. All right, just checking. Seeing if you're like, boring. <laughs> if it bleeds, I can kill it. Yeah, he's on his own now. now. It's all up to me. Yeah. <laughs> Mud all over my body. <laughs> so the bastard can't see. It's a solo campaign now. Get revenge for my man. Hawkins, Mac, and Ramirez. Billy, Dylan, and Blaine. (laughs) 
That is awesome. <laughs> I knew you would love that. <laughs> Well, shit, I don't know if we could top that. Should we just call it an episode? No, we won't. We have more. Okay, so two governors are in this movie. True, yes. Did you know this? Two WWE Hall of Famers in this movie. I did not know that. Jesse Ventura well, I, and yeah. Arnold. How is Arnold a WWF Hall of Famer? Because they always put one celebrity that has something to do with, um, with, with wrestling in some way, shape, or form. And um, Arnold helped out IcoPro back in the day. That was uh, Vince McMahon's like um, uh, muscle supplement that oh, he did. Because okay. remember when he started the uh, World Bodybuilding Federation? Right. Yeah. So Arnold helped out on that a lot. And then uh, when Arnold was doing the movie End of Days, yeah. he uh, actually promoted it on WWE. And they asked, like, what's the movie about? And he goes, it's very scary. And uh, <laughs> then Triple H fucked with him. And then he did a for real punch on Triple H. Oh. And it was... Because Triple H is like, lay it in, lay it in, lay it in, man. Don't, you know, and mm-hmm. don't, don't do no movie punch. This is in front of live people. And he fucking nailed him. <laughs> Which caused him to lose the match. I think he was fighting The Rock. I don't know. I know a lot about wrestling. I don't know that much about wrestling. Do you notice how good the acoustics are in this room? It is actually pretty awesome. I yeah. know, right? It's like, it's like this would be the perfect spot to do vocal. Not that we're not. Um, <laughs> let's see. You knew this. The Predator's Laugh is... Is Sonny's. Yeah, it is. Yeah. It, which I didn't even... That was a fact that you brought to me. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, yeah, the G's, you got a big pussy parts. Yeah. Yeah, which are some of the best jokes in here. There's a... Uh, this movie is totally not PC and... and in any get, way, yeah. But it is woke. <laughs> well, think about it. You have a f- female hero, co-hero, yeah. right? And then you have uh, a couple of African-American gentlemen. You have an Indian dude. They don't die first, by the way. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Uh, There you go. So this movie is woke, but not PC. Yeah. But uh, instead, and also, too, the F word is is, uh, uttered in here. (laughs) You know, you're a sexual tyrannosaur. Yeah. I didn't didn't pull that clip for good reason. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, so uh, Shane rewrote the script. And um, here's what I mean. When they were filming this movie, it was supposed to be like the Magnific- uh, Magnificent Seven. And there is one, two, three, four, five, six, seven soldiers. Right. And it was supposed to be kind of an action movie. And yeah, there was going to be an element of, of something different. Because with the success of Alien, 20th Century Fox was like, we need another alien. Yeah. We need another alien. And also, too, did you know that almost every movie you love by Fox... And I hate this. Star Wars had something to do with it. Really? So the reason why Alien, if you listen to my Alien episode, just dropped. So, you know, it's okay. You're forgiven for now. <laughs> um, just don't let it happen again. I thought I was going to be on it, but it's okay. It's, it's, okay. it's <laughs> hey, man, I need to crank out some content. We, we could do a, a, a bonus after this if you like a, a Alien, but no promises, okay? <laughs> Depends on your time frame, not mine, because I'll stay up here and, and talk movies till two in the morning. But that's just me. I do it anyway. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Did you know in one week I spent 20 hours on this goddamn pond? I definitely believe you. Especially yeah, with 100%. all... 100%. Yeah, if you see like the website and the Patreon and get it on everything. Do you know how hard it is to get your shit on Apple? They refuse... Anyway, I digress. Anyways, um, back to Predator. So, well, first, to Alien. Alien got made because 20th Century Fox saw Star Wars' success in 77, I believe. Yep. And uh, they're like, we need a space movie. And then Close Encounters came out, and we like, we really need a space movie. Mm-hmm. And we need an alien space movie, and that's why it got made. 
and they weren't happy with it at first until the critics were like, this movie's great. And they're like, yeah, we meant to do that the whole time. <laughs> and then Empire Stri- uh, Strikes Back came out, and they're like, we need another space movie. Yeah. And so they made this. Okay. So, you, you know, because they, they knew, you know, kind of like when one volcano movie comes out, another one comes out, like oh, yeah. Dante's, Dante's Inferno. And, 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 and Yeah. And then also, too, we had two uh, meteor movies at the same time. We had Armageddon and Deep Impact. Oh, yeah. And yeah. they, like, released it, like, the same exact time, yeah, too. Yeah. Both of them came out in the same summer. Yeah. So it's funny because it, it, people would go, and I hear, here's the strategy of that, and this is a real-life strategy, because people are dumb, as we know, and they'll go, oh, I want to see that volcano movie. And then they see it and they're like, oh, I wanted to see that volcano movie. So and you kind of double down, yeah. you know? And uh, so that's kind of the reason for that. Um, okay. So they go down and they're about to film this thing. And then, uh, you know, they it's supposed to be like an invisible, at first, a visible, an invisible soldier from outer space. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, it's not really like what the Predator became. And why don't you talk about Van Damme for a second? Because you probably know just as much, if not more, than than to me. Because every time I saw the Van Damme part, I just put my hand on my head and go, "No." Oh, it was so the yeah. So Sean Claude Van Damme was the original man inside the monster suit, and essentially during that time period, a lot of monster movies had this like martial arts monster action scenes. So that's why you got picked for the role. The problem was the original suit that got made, not by Stan Winston. It was a different creator. Um, oh yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. Yeah, so it was too encumbersome. He couldn't move properly, and it had zero ventilation. So it was like over a hundred degrees, high humidity. He literally Van Dam just kept passing out in the middle of the scenes over and over again. He had to be hospitalized one time, uh, and so it was. See, I didn't know that. Yeah, it was uh, one of the main things that almost killed the movie completely. Um, and so yeah, they had to go in and kind of rewrite. And they got in contact with Stan Winston and were like, hey, we need a monster and we need it now. And he, for whatever reason, he came up uh, with. I know that reason. You That's know the, the reason? thing I know. All right, let me hear it. So Van Damme's suit was all red and it was very botched. And the reason why is because they, and it was made out of, not styrofoam, um, shit. You know that insulation they use on like a... Um, in music studios, like what what your uh, mic cover is made out of, it, like yeah, like a foam, yeah, like sort a of like thing. a foam yeah. kind of nylon foam neoprene, mm-hmm. and uh, he was wearing it, and this thing absorbs heat. Yes, you know, and there's no breathing room. You're sweat. You're you're mm-hmm. in your own sweat. It's kind of like wearing Nomex. And uh, don't cancel me, bro. That's like a real thing that you wear in refineries. It's like fireproof clothing. Yeah, it's called Nomex, and uh, it's got um, what do you call it in? Uh, Aluminum, like, or aluminum, uh, like hash <laughs> going throughout. <clears throat> so it doesn't burn as fast. It, it, it burns the out. Any, I digress. The whole movie, you were not even supposed to see the Predator. I mean, the whole movie right. was going to be him just being invisible. Yeah. So it's up to your imagination, which is a good idea, but I'm glad it is a happy accident from what you were saying. So Stan mm-hmm. Winston is on a plane, and every single episode, I swear I'm on this guy's jock. All right, I always talk. Well, about he's him. one of the greatest creature creators of all time. Uh, for not sure. A, not only him, he's on a plane ride, and he just so happens to sit to my king of cinema, James Cameron. Okay. And James Cameron is uh, he's he's sitting there and and he's doodling. Uh, San Winston is mm-hmm. now. He just heard like some reggae music, oh, and so he was like okay. drawing like dreadlocks and like uh, like you know some 
something, and then they serve because they're in first class. Mm -hmm. They serve, and he's drawing the eyes and like maybe some spikes and let's. I want a Rasta warrior, kind of like a kind of like an Indian, uh, what a Native American like warrior, mm -hmm. but like Rasta style. Okay, you know, and uh, like make him primitive, make him a hunter, make him like a buffalo soldier kind of thing, you know, and then uh, and then they get served their dinner and it's crap, and he sees uh, the mandibles. And then uh, James Cameron and him are sitting there, and James Cameron looks over at his doodle, and he goes, you know, I've never, ever seen a monster with mandibles before. Mm -hmm. so and that just, that that's, is what did it. So he gets off the plane, he hands the doodle note, and it gets to the director, and the director goes, make this happen yeah. as soon as possible. Filming was canceled. It was. The movie was canceled. Yeah. And it just sat on the shelf. And in fact, Universal uh, was going to pick it up, but then Fox like saw, uh, at least this is what I hear, all mm -hmm. right? This is from this documentary and everything else. They saw it and they're like, oh shit, uh, we got ourselves a monster. And the director goes, you need to make this happen right now. Mm -hmm. So that's why a lot of the scenes, you don't see the Predator with any of the other actors is because from when Arnold is solo, that's when you see it because that's when the costume arrived. For the most part, yeah. That's, so, that's when it, yeah. it appeared. Uh, technically, it was right after... The uh, huge firefight scene. Yeah, and you see him healing, but he's solo yeah, in that shot. But he's solo in that. That's, exactly. Yeah, that's... You will never see any of the other soldiers with the Predator decloaked. Period, yeah. And and the reason why is they, they had to shut down production, and mm -hmm. then they brought in Arnold by himself, and uh, uh, they filmed the rest of the movie, mm -hmm. which was well, a... Ha there was actually one point before that um, when they first canceled Van Damme and they were going to shut down the project altogether where all the soldiers went to the Fox execs and literally it was one of a different documentary I saw, but they were saying they literally were all on their hands and knees, Arnold included, and begged the Fox execs to keep the project for going another two or three million dollars yeah. to, to finish the project. Yeah, and Arnold I did know about this. And yeah. Arnold was like, if you actually finish this movie, it's going to be the biggest movie of the summer. Yeah. By far. Mm -hmm. And and it turned out to be huge. I don't know if it was number one, but definitely was it up was there. it was huge and honestly i mean we still talk about, about it. today known. this they has got a cult sequels. following like, yeah, yeah think about the you know what think about the, the comic books think about right. the toys oh i have to shout them out every single thing uh my brother cousin he's my brother and my cousin no incest long story uh, uh runs a <laughs> show called pod or sorry hoodcast af and he's got some awesome uh uh predator art but i always talk uh, like he'll gets his action figures and they'll do like scenes mm -hmm. and they'll do like the the backgrounds and stuff and take a picture and you're like what movie is this from it's not it's just people posing it and then what they'll do is they'll paint over the joints and such and like kind of more detail it okay and even though it ruins the value of said action figure it it looks so good that sometimes i'm, I'm on instagram because i follow a couple of his uh toy they call toy photographers or toy photographer action figure photographer I, I don't know. Like, they play with toys. <laughs> <laughs> there are a bunch of grown men playing with toys, but good on them because it, it, these are really like you look at it and you're like, dude, you think it's like a painting or something, mm -hmm. or, or like someone made or like a real life suit and did this. And um, think about the toy sales. Think about the comic book sales. Think about the merchandise. Think about just right now. It's like I left my Predator over at uh, where we used to work. I had to rebuy it. You yeah. Know? It's it's one of those movies where it's like, dude, I, I haven't watched this in a while. The cult following a Predator is is ridiculous. Mm -hmm. I mean, we just talked about the voice actor going to comic book and conventions, and there's 
there's an arena of people just quiet, just hanging on his every word about this one movie. And I guarantee if Kevin Peter Hall, because he only did like this, and he did Harry and the Hendersons, mm-hmm. and that's about it. I guarantee Hattie would have lived because he died of the same thing like Peter Steele did and uh, the actor from Alien. You know, when you're so big, you like... Right, it's, it's basically your heart, heart failure. It, yeah, heart yeah. failure. Um, so that sucks, but yeah. Anyway, they granted the money, mm-hmm. and they were able to finish the film, and luckily for us. Okay, let's see. What else? Wrote script. And that's where uh, Shane Black uh, rewrote this. Uh, obviously, I talked about Puerto Vallarta, um, oh, they all had one week of military training. And I don't mean like boot camp army. I'm talking SEALs training. Yeah. Uh, Green Beret training. That's why when you see that action scene, and you know that really cool shot when they're infiltrating a uh, a, uh, um, a hut and they have that up shot where it's like a 160 degree camera angle and you see them maneuvering through there oh, and they yeah. act like a real unit. It's because they were trained as a real unit by like a real drill sergeant and everything else. Kind of like Full Metal Jacket, but because um, that, that whole Full Metal Jacket thing mm-hmm. was they were actually... Lee Army Army was actually yelling at him the whole time in real life. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. We'll do that movie someday. I don't know when, but... Um, so they had one week of training, and Jesse Ventura, this is where his ego got super inflated. He's like, this is a walk at park for me. I'm Jesse Ventura. Black helicopters. <laughs> like, uh, uh, I've done this a million times. UDT, underwater demolition specialist, Navy SEAL. Do I do a pretty good, Jesse? No? It's, it's all right. It's all right? It needs to be a little grittier, I'm but it's all right. sorry. Well, I'm not a goddamn sexual tyrannosaurus. There we go. Yeah, that's a little <laughs> bit better. You got to have a bubble in your throat. So, Jesse, and this is where the chirping started happening. So, uh, Arnold would go to the wardrobe department mm-hmm. and go, I want you to do something for me. Uh, can you make Jesse Ventura's sleeves? just a little tighter each day. <laughs> so Jesse Ventura was like, I'm, oh, I'm working out, yeah. Look at my arms. And then Arnold goes, I bet you a bottle of the finest champagne that I own and uh, that uh, my arms are bigger than mm-hmm. yours. And then before, and sure enough, Arnold's was two inches shorter because Jesse kind of slacked off. <laughs> um, yeah, the, they did the whole bicep dimension things. Now, Arnold would wake people up at five in the morning. Mm-hmm. Five in the morning to go run yep. for a full on hour. And this is not just like a, a, this is a for real run on set. And it through wasn't the jungle flat, through the jungle. Yeah. Yes, through the jungle. And then they'd hit reps from six to uh, uh, eight. And then they'd have breakfast, go film. And then after they were done filming, be, um, they would come back and they would run some more. Jesus. And then secretly, Arnold would go in the middle of the night and start rifting more just to piss off Jesse. (laughs) (laughs) And Carl would come with him. And then Carl was like noticing this contest and he goes, well, I have that you son of a bitch scene. Mm -hmm. So then Carl would do the same thing. He would just work out his biceps because he knew that scene was coming. (laughs) And he goes, you know, I want it to be believable. It was totally like, I, I don't know. This is some shit I love about movies is like when you... When you see how much testosterone is flying on on set, mm-hmm. you want to know the story behind it. You know what I mean? So um, now the the crew never saw the Predator. We, we we've hinted at that, right? Uh, when Kevin Peter Hall was actually chosen, and uh, you saw him moving around, that was the first time. And they, they weren't even ready for his scenes yet. That's the first time the crew actually saw them, and they're like, "Oh, that's badass." Yeah, you know, I and uh, uh, which is kind of cool because this is a reoccurring theme. 
that I keep doing in in this podcast is the same thing with Alien. They never saw the Alien at all. No right. one was told. And that makes the uh, chestbuster scene so much more terrifying. And also when um, when uh, Brett gets killed by the alien in the chain room, yep. you know, he that was his first time ever seeing it. When he turns around and sees it in that oh shit look. Yeah. Yeah. So that's kind of cool. Too. I, I like because there's been a few movies that have done that where they tried to keep it off as long as possible to get that real reaction out of it. It's like, yeah, they're not acting. Like, that was, holy crap. Like, okay. Yeah, the only movie where you see the the actors see the monster a lot before filming was Jaws. And the reason why is because they kept having problems with it over and over and over. Oh, yeah, well, you got animatronics underwater, like... Yeah, and in fact, too, and uh, I haven't done. I'm gonna wait till Halloween to do it. But in Halloween, no one knew about like the mask. That was a last minute thing. Mm-hmm. Um, in fact, in the script, he was just called the Shape. Okay, he's not even called Michael. He's the Shape. It will even say at the end, like you know, during credits. Um, enough about that. So, Predator's vision was one one of the most expensive things that they do throughout the movie. Mm. They had two cameras. Okay, so they had a. Thermal, like a for real thermal camera, right? But that doesn't show the blue of what's going on there. So they had another camera with a blue filter on it, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't just like today where you can go on your phone and just go night mode or dark mode or new right. or, or, or uh, Sophia. They so they had to film like they they had to invent a camera where there was two lenses, and they were they had mirrors, and it made it so it kind of laser focused. But in, in this camera never it, it basically they invented like a camera that does what our eyes do. It takes two images and blends them together. Exactly. Exactly. It's if it was horizontal instead of or vertical rather than horizontal. Right. And this camera has never been done before. And it was very expensive to shoot. And it used like a certain kind of film or something. I, I just remember mm-hmm. it's t- t- it, I'm not into tech stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Which the film as well on this because of the humidity. They were having issues with it. They couldn't film for longer than a certain amount of time. I didn't know that because it could, it was messing up film. Like they would try longer scenes, and oh, okay, this isn't working. So they had to film certain parts. Okay, lock it up, seal it, da da da, reload. You know, really? Oh so yeah, because the film can get wet. It. Yeah. Oh, I didn't even think of that. And film was so expensive back then. It's like mm-hmm. digital, where you could just go up, up, take two. Yeah. It's like, nope, reload the thing, marker, this, that, and the other. Everything, yeah. I noticed, too, that you bring that up. That's kind of funny because, you know, when um, the waterfall scene, yeah. you notice there's like, like a lot of grain. Well, that was actually um, because they couldn't afford uh, a lot of more expensive cameras with longer lenses and da, da, da. So they ended up buying or renting older cameras that had the longer uh, lens range, but they weren't as good a quality. Oh, okay. So that's why some of the helicopter scenes, the yeah. waterfall scene, there's a few scenes. That makes so much they sense. They were older cameras that just that they weren't as I good. I did not know that. That's amazing. Uh, yeah, because the helicopter scene does look a little weird when they jump out mm-hmm. you, and it, they're 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 roping down. By the way, did all their own stunts. They did. Yes, that's badass. I love it when they do that. And you know, Arnold refused to do refused to have a stunt double until Terminator 2 when they do the jump off. You know, the slow-mo jump when he goes down to save John? And, oh, and yeah, yeah. Every other stunt he did. He re- he hated having someone else do his stunts. He goes, yeah. it's my job to do it. You know, so um, I'm, I'm going to do a lot of Arnold. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't help it. Uh, so we talked about Stan. This movie only had an $18 million budget. 
Yeah, but it was in the 80s. No, but that's still you low. Know, I mean, it is technically low. Yeah, so in today's money, that's, uh, what is that? That's about- uh, Times it by fifth, four? Yeah, about, yeah. So, so it's about $72 million under a hundred yeah. Under a $100 million yeah. dollar budget, which is unheard of. And uh, this is this is. It's funny because you notice that budget, and I'm not saying this is a low budget movie because this is an A echelon movie. Oh, of course. But you notice a lot of low budget movies; they have to get creative. You know, like House had to do that. Uh, the first Alien had to do it. Their budget right. was super low. In fact, they didn't even double the budget till they saw James Cameron's. Uh, James Cameron when he wrote a storyboard, it was a full on comic book of every scene. That's pretty dope. And it was illustrated and colored uh james cameron's a genius sorry i'm always on that dude's shot <laughs> i always have to bring him up in every and that might be the next uh drinking game and uh the raid sequence uh old painless mm-hmm. so old painless did not exist they invented that gun well no i i think that was mm-hmm. an actual it wasn't a carryable gun no it was like a mounted for on a helicopter yeah. they actually took a gun from a helicopter, took it all the way apart, put in parts, made it look steel, even though because it was way too heavy. Oh yeah. Even though Jesse was like, I could definitely shoot a, yeah. a minigun from a helicopter. What is your problem? But uh that gun did not exist. Now you know how he carries that pack with all the right. uh, that was actually two car batteries. Okay. Hooked up. And the firing mechanism, you know, when he goes, Come on, you fuckers. Come on, old painless is waiting. Mm-hmm. And he flips that switch. Yeah. And it makes it like start rolling. So that was, that took one car battery, and the second car battery was for the muzzle flash. Ah, yeah. okay. And uh, the the bullet, the ammo that you see the going bell. in, yeah. those were where the cables were housed. <laughs> okay, very clever. Yeah, very clever, very clever. And uh, old painless was actually its own character in a, sh- in a way because. You know, when, when uh, uh, Mac picks it up and everything else, and he, and he kind of, uh, you know, goodbye, bro. That scene, um, that was kind of the death of Old Painless, too. Because in the, uh, at least Jesse Ventura said, he goes, that whole raid scene was all Old Painless and me. Everyone else had nothing to do with it. And then Arnold <laughs> says, stick around. <laughs> um, and also, too, here goes another thing you probably didn't know. Did you know that they had different crews filming at the exact same time in different locations? I heard to that save money before, but I never like officially read anything. So, like you know, and this is kind of cool because kind of real time when um, Mac and Dylan are trying to flush out the predator, right? Right? They were filming the uh, oh god, what scene was it? Uh, it was the um, the escape scene when they're trying to you know like he didn't kill you because you were unarmed. Yeah, yeah. that and was when being they filmed go at the same the, the, time. Okay, which is kind of cool because in a way that those parts are so close together. That it makes so, it, you know, it kind of makes sense. Well, it's basically they are technically happening at the same time in the movie. And also, they wanted the sun to be in the same position, in the same position that okay. it was. Yeah. Exactly. This is true attention to detail. And I, I, I cannot believe how great this movie came out. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, so, this is the making of episode. We're going to get into the movie in just a second. Uh, any final thoughts? Anything you want to talk? Maybe I skipped over something. Maybe I talked over you. That happens. I speak tangentically. <laughs> any other, like, maybe there's some cool facts I don't know about? Uh, no, I think we've covered quite a bit, actually. I'm, I'm ready to get into the movie. This All be right. Good. Okay. Well, you know what? Uh, thank you, Antonius, for joining me on the making of. And uh, just wait for part two. All right. From all of us at the knife party, remember be kind.
Rewind.